0: Hello and welcome back to the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. Today I'll be sharing the second half of my conversation with Melissa Crone. If you didn't get to catch last week's episode, you'll definitely want to go back and listen to hear the story of her fearless Chris, who died due to laced heroin in September of 2019. We're going to extend last week's conversation today by discussing a wide range of issues faced by bereaved parents, along with some very practical advice for dealing with those things. I believe you'll be encouraged by the wisdom Melissa has to share. What advice would you give, though, to somebody who is just at the very beginning of this journey, somebody who is who is in that first year, or maybe even in that second year? What advice would you give to them?
1: I would say three things. And the first thing I would say is cling to Jesus, spend time in his presence, spend time meditating on the word as much as you can, because it is there that that healing process is going to begin. That is where you're going to find true rest. That is where you're going to find peace. That is where God is going to just come in and surround you and minister to you like you've never been ministered to before. That's right. And I would say, you know, if, if you can't find the words to pray, if you can't even focus on that word to read it, sit there anyway. Just sit in His presence. And the Holy Spirit, that's where He comes in and that's where He intercedes yes. and He's going to pray for you. The second thing I would say is to show yourself grace. I remember shortly after Kristen passed away, I was so exhausted. I was exhausted anyway. And then when that happened, it just knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. And for so many days, I felt like all I did was get up, go to bed, get up and go to bed. And was accomplishing very little in between. And I was telling someone this, and she looked at me, and she said, you know, the fact that you're getting up is a very big deal. Yes. Grief is very hard, and we need to celebrate those small things and not try to push ourselves and not let anyone else tell you how you should be grieving. Right. And the third thing I would say is when you're ready and if you're comfortable, being around a group of people to find a support group like grief share or while we're waiting a place where you can be with other like-minded people people who are strong in their faith and people who have walked in your shoes because other than the Lord nobody else can speak to your pain like someone who has walked in your shoes and you know if you're not comfortable around a group of people or that's just not your thing Maybe you can find one person who is walking that grief journey as well, but is further along and doing well. Let them men- mentor you and minister to you.
0: Wow, those are really good points. I can see all three of those as being very valuable and uh, things that I, and you know, when I was going through the early grief too, those were basically the same three things that I found myself doing. So thank you for sharing those. Is there a particular scripture or scriptures that have been especially helpful to you on your journey?
1: Well, there are many, but I don't think we have time to talk about every single right. one. Uh-huh. So I have Give narrowed it down to two. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> the first one is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I'm God. And to me, that be still just means to stop striving. Mm. Just be still. Let God work it out. Let him heal you. He will take care of things for you. I have got a beautiful piece of artwork over my love seat with that verse on it a very dear friend gave me. And in those mornings after I quit my job, I would sit there sometimes for hours just praying, pouring over those scriptures, crying out to the Lord. Oh, I need these answers. And he told me, no, you need me. You don't need the answers. He is all that you need. That's right. And that that was just a very special place and a very special word from God. Mm-hmm. The second one is Second Corinthians twelve nine, which says, "And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness.'" And you know, the moment that we get saved, we are not given all of the grace we're ever going to need at that particular moment. He gives us grace day by day, from circumstance to circumstance, our whole life as we need it. When we are weak, He truly is strong, and He does that for His glory, that hearts will be turned to Him. And you know, Jill, people say that grief comes in waves, and that is so true. Yes. But His grace comes in waves as well and brings healing, and gives us peace, and helps us through those difficult circumstances of life.
0: Right. Yeah. I love those two scriptures, and I love that you chose those two. And I especially like the way you said, you know, that be still and know that I'm God. We can stop striving, because I think a lot of times in grief, we find ourselves just striving to do anything you know to try to find answers or to try to you know find who's responsible like in your case and you know try to figure out what what went wrong or what we could have done better or differently and to be able to just stop striving and just be still and know that he is God is huge
1: (laughs) yes and that's where you find that rest because that's absolutely exhausting
0: it is it is yeah all right thank you you know, people often feel awkward around a parent that has lost a child because they just don't know what to say. And I think that may be especially true in a drug overdose or fentanyl poisoning type of situation. And I can imagine even so when you are in the ministry. So what has been your experience with that and how have you dealt with some of the maybe less appropriate things that people may say to you or may have said? And what are some of the most helpful things that people have said or done?
1: Well, I don't recall anyone acting awkward. Yeah. I probably just did not notice it because I'm sure they did, because I'm sure some people felt uncomfortable. Sure. I really believe God shielded us mm. from a lot of that, and I'm grateful
0: Yes, I love One
1: thing that that has been hurtful to me, though, is to be in a setting where Kristen was, and nobody talks about her. Nobody Mm. says her name. It's as if she never existed. Yes. And for a grieving parent, (laughs) that's one of the most precious gifts you can give them. Speak their child's name, share memories, but don't act like they never existed. Right. I think that that's been the most hurtful thing. And yes, I have heard some inappropriate, totally inappropriate comments. And at first it stings and you think about what you want to say back to this person. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but thankfully, God said, no, ma'am, you need <laughs> to show them grace. Because they haven't walked in your shoes. They do not understand. And you know, another person's opinion does not change the truth anyway.
0: Mm, What a great statement that is. Another person's opinion doesn't change the truth. I love that. I need to remember that.
1: And the most helpful thing that was said to me was a short time, very short time, after Kristen went on to heaven. A very sweet lady who had not too long ago lost her own grown daughter wanted to see me if I wanted to speak to her. So I met her at her home one day and she said that she just wanted me to know that Kristen is with Jesus. Hmm. And that meant the world to me. You see, Kristen played her guitar for a short time in the youth group at a church. And she worked with the youth. So she was back there with her. And she said, you could just see it on her when she was Mm -hmm. playing. And as a matter of fact, another lady who worked back there had told me pretty much the same thing. She said, that was her sweet spot. You could just see it. Yeah. But for her to say, Kristen is with Jesus was the top, most wonderful thing anybody could have ever said to me. That was a gift.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just that assurance and knowing that she had seen that side of her. What a gift. I mean, what a simple statement for her to make, but what a huge gift that was to you.
1: Absolutely. I will love her forever. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, I love that. We know that birthdays and holidays and heaven days can all be so difficult after the loss of a child. Uh, Have you found any special ways to honor Kristen's life on those those special days?
1: On her first birthday, we bought balloons and our family met at the cemetery and released the balloons and... And we ate Mexican because Kristen loved Mexican food. Uh That girl had a cast iron stomach and she liked it hot. We don't eat it hot, but we do eat the Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) And since then, we don't release balloons. But on her birthday and on the death day, we always eat Mexican in her honor. We always go to the cemetery for a while. And if we can, we try to watch a good shark movie because she was a shark fanatic. And this past year, as a matter of fact, on her birthday, we watched Jaws. I believe that's oh my our favorite goodness. movie. <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. I love that. What a fun way to honor her.
1: In the holidays, I, I don't really do anything special, but we just have so much laughter and joy just sitting mm. around reminiscing about her and talking about her during those special occasions. Yeah.
0: So you very openly talk about her during the holidays and things like that.
1: Oh, yes. Kristen, she loved her family and her family loved her. And she, you know, I said she was fearless and she was funny. And there are a lot of shenanigans in that child's past to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's what I was going to say. I bet you have lots and lots of good stories. (laughs) Plenty of material to keep you talking. Yes, we do. Yes. Oh, that's great. I think all of us who have lost a child have this very bold dividing line in our lives. You know, we have the before and we have the after. And I know for me, everything in my life is kind of defined by before and after. So talk about the before, Melissa, and then talk about the after, Melissa.
1: Well, if you ask my daughter, Amanda, she would tell you that mama found her sass. (laughs) and What she means by that is I've learned to say no because the before Mm -hmm. Melissa was way too busy Mm -hmm. and I was busy with good things. But you know something, when you're so busy with good things, you sometimes miss the best things God has for you. Yes. That is a lesson I learned the hard way. Kristen. Had moved into a new apartment a few weeks before, and she wanted me to come see it and I kept putting it off mm. I had all this, and I said well I'll go next week weekend. Sure. I'll go the next weekend, yeah, well, guess what mm. when I saw her very pretty apartment was when I was cleaning her belongings out of it. Mm. You yeah. can't get that time back. Right. James four fourteen, 14, I believe, says, life is but a vapor. It's here for a very short time and then vanishes away. I want to cherish those moments with those people that I love. Yes. And I think that's, that is what has changed me the most. I might get sassy, but if I don't need to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to yeah. do what I feel like God is calling me to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good advice for all of us, and and it, you're, um, I, I'm hearing it for myself right now as you're saying it, so I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that.
1: I think for women, especially, anyway, I, we tend to be people pleasers. Yes, we are needed in so many different areas, and we want everybody to be happy. And you and I both know that's not possible. That is right. not going to happen. Right. And we just need to learn to do the things that are best for us and our family
0: yes well and i think you're right about um, making sure we put the priority on the most important things and making time and i know that's something that every bereaved parent learns is how important the little moments are and you know to take advantage of those and if you have a chance to go see you know our daughter lives in northwest arkansas three or four hours away if we have a chance to go see her we go Because, you know, we know that we don't we're not promised tomorrow. So we're going to try to take advantage of every opportunity we have to spend time with her. And uh, I think that's something that we unfortunately learn as bereaved parents. And so I know that's why you really enjoy those grandkids even even more than you might otherwise and treasure those moments.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yes. Now, think about your relationship with God before and now after. How has your relationship or understanding maybe of God's character changed before and after?
1: Well, I would have told you that my relationship with God was strong before, and it was. Mm -hmm. My faith was strong. I mean, God had seen me through all the ups and downs of my life up to that point. It's like my husband says, as a preacher, it's easy to preach the promises of God to people from the pulpit. Yeah. But when you're the one with a broken heart, when you're the one going through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a whole different story. That's where you really get to know God. You get to know Him as a father. You know Him as a friend. Your love for Him grows as you feel His love for you. And that's what I would say because it was in those moments in my darkest night that He came in and He rescued me. My heart was broken in a million pieces and He put it back together. Yeah, He has shown me that there is purpose in our pain, that He will use it He'll use it for His glory. When I tell people, that He will never leave you or forsake you. It's because He did not leave nor forsake me. Yeah. When I tell Him His grace is sufficient, it's because His grace was sufficient for me. Yes. In my weakness, He was strong. He carried me when I could not walk. And that is literally. Yeah. In Romans eight twenty eight. Yes. In all things, even the horrible, terrible things that happen, He will bring good if we allow Him to. Yes. I I believe every word because I lived it.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's where the rubber meets the road is when you actually have to live out those things.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes our ministry is born out of where we've been broken. Yes. And you're, I think that you can better minister to somebody if you have walked in their shoes, just like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. It's going to mean more to them because they know that you've been there and you know what you're talking about.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned when we first started talking that you've done some devotional writings. Is there a place that our listeners can go to find those writings and and read what you've shared?
1: Yes. um, Most of the devotions I have shared on my Facebook page, you can find them there at Donnie Melissa Crone, all together. And then I also have submitted several to a ministry called Christian US, and I believe I've, I've submitted seven there so far that have been published, and you can find them as well as many other authors published there.
0: Okay, great. I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can uh, find those and, and read some of what you've written. I'm going to look them up myself, so um, because so much of what you've said today and shared has encouraged me. And I think that um, our listeners will find that they've been encouraged as well. So I have a new question I want to start asking in my interviews. Um, has music been helpful to you on your journey?
1: And if so, what's on your playlist? I love music. God ministers to me through music. And, um, you know, sometimes he wakes me up in the morning with a song playing through my mind that I had not even heard in the last few days. And yeah. so I know I need to pay attention. He's telling me something. Right. And two of my favorite songs are I Can Only Imagine. Mm, yeah. On April the 23rd, 2019, Kristen sent me a video of her playing her guitar and singing the chorus of I Can Only Imagine. Wow. And every time I hear that song, I think, you know, she's no longer imagining. Her faith has been made sight. I just picture her in white in that beautiful smile, just worshiping the Lord. And it gives me peace. And it gives me yes. hope. Yes. And the second song I listen to a lot lately is The Goodness of God by CeCe Winans. Yeah. If I could sing, I would sing it for you. But I cannot. It was. It is beautiful. Mm. And it is about the goodness and the faithfulness of God throughout our lives. And I would like to read just one verse out Absolutely. of that song that is sure. especially meaningful to me. Yeah. It says, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. Mm. I feel like that is my testimony. That is what he did for me. And that is why that song means so much.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. I'm not as familiar with that uh, C.C. Winan song, so I'm going to have to look that one up. Is that an
1: older song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's new to me. It might be an older song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will be
0: looking that one up. So uh, because I'd like to hear that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up we've been talking well for quite a while now so
1: I would say if anyone is listening and you feel hopeless just know that if you have breath left in your body you have hope and his name is Jesus and he wants to come in and he wants to put those pieces back together he wants to restore you. He wants to restore your purpose. He loves you that much. Believe it.
0: All right. That's a great word to leave on right there. Um, and I hope the listeners really hear what you just said, because he is our only source of hope. And uh, this is a hard, hard journey, a very dark and difficult journey. And we need hope. And uh, we're only going to find it in Jesus. So thank you for pointing at that out and reminding us of that. All right. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, spending the afternoon with me today talking about Kristen, uh, fearless Chris. I'll always think of her that way. And uh, just sharing God's faithfulness on your journey. I appreciate that.
1: Thank you for having me, Jill. I've enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please take just a moment to leave a rating or a review, and please feel free to share it with someone you know who might be helped by it. We're so grateful for all of you who come back and listen every week, and those of you who may be listening for the very first time. I hope God has used it to encourage you today and to help you live well while you're waiting.